Hello and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of May 6. I'm Joel Marshall. Joining me to take a look at all the action around the weekend. It's a bumper weekend of racing, black type racing pretty much everywhere. Carl Diorio. Carl, what are you looking forward to on Saturday? I think it's uh, the meeting in South Australia, Joel. Uh, good to be with you and, and good afternoon to the listeners. Yeah, it's the meeting in South Australia. That Sankster Stakes is an absolute ripper and I think is you know fast becoming the the annual highlight on the uh, the Adelaide Racing Carnival. I think year in, year out, it's probably the strongest of the group ones we see consistently. Indeed. It looks a, a cracking lineup again this year. Five of the 14 already Group 1 winners. In recent times, generally it's been a pretty good race for a, a mayor or filly to crack it for their first Group 1. However, and there are a couple that uh, are certainly high up in the market that are looking for their first Group 1, including Passive Aggressive and Zappa Teo. Uh, we've also got some good support races there, a good support black type pro- program. Also at Gosford, it's their feature day, Gosford Cup, uh, Takeover Target Stakes and the Coast. And of course, up in Queensland, we'd normally be at the Gold Coast this time of year, but with their renovations taking place, we're at the Sunshine Coast, which means probably a little bit fairer racing, bigger fields. Um, it's a great track, Sunshine Coast, and we've got the Hollandale, of course, with Zaki going for three Hollandales in a row and some big fields throughout the day. We'll kick off, though, at Morfittville, and the first of the black type action on Saturday there is race five. It is the Queen... In fact, sorry, it's race four. It is the DC Mackay Stakes Group 3 race and just a smallish field here, Carl. Yeah, I've gone with General Bow. It's uh, an interesting field because Zutori being the top weight uh, at 62 kilos, you then see uh, General Bow five kilos less, the stable weight with 57, and it's just the weight scale points to General Bow. It's been a while since his last win, but his first up performance in the RN Irwin, uh, which is a, a decent guide to the DC Mackay as they head into the uh, the Goodwood. This looks a real suitable uh, assignment for him. So looking for General Bow to win second up from number five, Shimino, who will find this easier than recent assignments. One, Zutori resuming from a spell. The class runner will go close. And for fourth, number seven, Taunting. Yeah, I've got General Bow on top as well. As yet, Taunting hasn't come out and he's pretty well, he's, you know, he's sort of short in the market, but obviously he went round at the bull on Wednesday. So... We'll just have to wait and see whether he backs up or not. But uh, in any case, I've left him out. I've got General Bow on top. Similar reasons uh, to you. I think it's the right sort of race. He hasn't won for a while, but I think he just strikes the right sort of race to get back into winning form. Two Sava to Excel was back in winning form, resuming at Alice Springs, where he was absolutely thrown in there at the weight for age, and, and he won well. Uh, we know he's a good horse when right. He was second in this race last year. One Zutorian for third and four, free of debt. In for fourth race, five is the Without Fear Stakes, also known as the Queen Adelaide, for the two-year-olds, a listed race over the 1,050 car. Not a great deal of confidence, I must concede, from the outset in this race. Down low, number 10 is my top selection. This horse was uh, kept safe in betting in a pre-Christmas two-year-old event at Sandown and finished down the track behind Sarasana, and they broke the uh, 57 seconds for the 1,000 on that occasion. Uh, Down low did pull up with some issues and excuses. So... Has uh, worked well ahead of this assignment, giving her another chance ahead of uh, the Philip Stokes train number nine, Lunisha, who uh, has trialled at uh, Terrelgan last campaign and then worked uh, well recently. So 
just going with uh, the unexposed performers, I suppose, just down the bottom. Uh, for third, I've put in number three, Remedies, the Godolphin runner who uh, did look to have its chance last time. And for fourth, I've put number one, Put Another Coin In, who is a recent Murray Bridge trial winner. I've gone 10, 9, 3, and 1. Yeah, a son of Jukebox put another coin in, and I've got him in for second. But I've got for number five, If the Media. She'd been jumping out really well uh, prior to the debut at Tarang. She was easy in the betting, but went to the lead, and uh, Craig knew it just sort of helped her through the ground there. And she held out Rose of Shalar. We saw her win well at the bull during the week. So on with five to beat the one, and down towards the bottom, 10 down low, and nine, Lunasha. Race six is the Queen of the South Stakes, a group two race for the Phillies and Mares over a mile. Dynasty's on top for me. Hasn't had much luck in recent starts. Uh, first up was uh, safely held, but only beaten three lengths, I suppose, in finishing last in the Guy Walter. Then in the Emancipation, again, only beaten three lengths, got back in the field, worked home reasonably well. And then in the Hawkesbury Cup, um, just no luck. Was bolting in behind him and couldn't get through. Hit a brick wall halfway up the straight. Um, this looks a really suitable assignment. Well weighted. Group two up against Mares. Think she's a great chance at the H way quote around about sixteen dollars ahead of last year's winner Foxy Freeder, who resumed with a an outright victory this year in the Gold Bracelet. Dead heated for first ahead of winning this race last year. So she's obviously the uh, the testing material here. Uh, third, number three, Belle Poissier, who uh, doesn't mind a bit of giving the ground. And uh, if it if it does rain in South Australia ahead of race day, it, it's definitely got a chance. And for fourth, number five, Agreeable, who uh, finished down the track in the gold bracelet behind Foxy Freeder, but on best form uh, is definitely a capable role in the finish. I've gone six, four, three, and five. I've leaned the way of the stable mate here, number two, My Whisper. She's going to need a bit of luck from the gate. I thought the first up run was forgivable, getting back at Bendigo. Uh, she's a talented mare when right, six wins from 12 starts, and John Allen, not too many riders riding better than him at the moment. So he's on top for, she's on top for me from the Philly, number 17, Cast, who's coming along really well. Uh, won both starts this time in, accounted for Jenny Lala first up, and then took out the Nitschke, beating Royal Merchant. In for third, I've got Dynasties, like yourself. I think she's ready to do something. Her form's misleading. And in for fourth, number 11, Cap de Joie. Not sure where they're heading with her. She hasn't been uh, scratched from here or sand down yet, but uh, I think she's in the mix here if they decide to come here. Race seven is the big one. The group one, Furphy, Robert Sankster Stakes. And we've got a field of 14. Uh, usually a little bit bigger field, but certainly not lacking on quality. As we touched on earlier, Carl, there's some class mares going around here. Are you with one of the previous Group 1 winners, or do you think one of the girls will break their duck? Yeah, I'm with the previous Group 1 winner, and the last start Group 1 winner in Espiona, who I suppose after she won at Melbourne Cup Week, that was her second start by memory. I think we're all believing that Espiona would maybe take another couple of starts to win at Group 1 level, and in the end it took her a dozen. Uh, she's been kept fresh for this assignment, and I think this is the key. Back to 1,200 metres, you go through a record. When she has raced over 1,200 metres, she has really performed well, kept fresh on each occasion. So I think she can run a bold race um, back in trip. I've got her ahead of Bella Nipotina, number one, who was placed in the quokka behind Overpass and Amelia's Jewel. Uh, she's holding her form terrifically. 
Uh, the, the new market, realistically, the only block in the copy book that uh, the form all around that is just top notch. For third, I've put in number four, Zapateo, who uh, since that forgetful uh, experience down the Flemington Strait has performed uh, creditably this campaign with two consecutive wins in Sydney. And for fourth, number, uh, number five, September Run. And September Run obviously uh, did strike a bit of trouble there in the William Reed. And those four lines, uh, you know, do look reasonably strong after what we saw in last week's victory stakes with the runner-up there, uh, King of Spa. They're going very close. So I've gone seven, one, four, and 5 in the Sangster. Very similar numbers for me. Just uh, swap out the top selection and uh, leave the other three the same. I've gone with 13, Ruthless Dame, the uh, one of the fillies. Uh, I've been with her this prep. I still can't believe she lost the surround. Um, she was wide the trip there and battled on really well and then obviously was bloused by Sunshine in Paris on the line. She did beat home in secret there. She went to the Coolmore and just got too far back from the wide gate. Of course, they went quite hard there. That was the race Espiona won. Uh, she never really got into the mix. She's been freshened. Recent jump out was good at Cranbourne. Uh, is she good enough at 1,200? I guess that's the query. Um, but she's got out to a pretty decent price. So I'm going to back her each way. I think Ballinipatine is the one to beat. Uh, Sting out of the track, likely. She's going great guns. Terrific run on the William Reed and the Quokka. For Zapateo, gets her chance at Group 1 level, and deservedly so. She's come through Group 3 and Group 2s in Sydney. Uh, comes through the same race as a couple of recent uh, winners, the Sapphire Stakes. And September run, proven at this level. And as you said, got into a bit of trouble, but ran well in the William Reed. 13-1, 4 and 5 for me. Race 8, this is a pretty competitive race as well. It is the Tobin Bronze Stakes, or the Euclays Stakes, formerly known as Group 2, for the three-year-olds over 1,200. And a couple of these were, a couple of these fillies were sort of toying with the idea of going to the Sangster, but they line up here. And the favourite likely to be She Dances, who comes through a high-rating win at Sandown last start, and I think you're pretty keen on her, car. Yeah, I, I couldn't go past her uh, on that last start performance. And, and when she does it right, she gets it right by a big margin, and that was emphatic last time at Sandown Lakeside. Linda Meach crossed the field from Barry 11, uh, was allowed to dictate and dashed home in 33-3 and won by five and a half. It was dominant. The start before... Uh, beaten a couple lengths by what you need. That's really good form lines for this. I am not the type to dive in at short prices, but if she started $2.50, $2.40, I wouldn't be surprised. I am a little bit shocked that you know $3.80, $3.70 is available. Uh, I think she's a pretty good bet in this race from Barrier 2. Don't think she'll get all that much pressure in the lead and be hard to beat. Got her ahead of 8-7 Vales, who uh, is the best of the run on horses, I think. Hit the line nicely in the uh, last start, uh, lead up the Redelva. Third, number five, Wee Nessie, who's performed well in Melbourne of late. And then for fourth, number one, Renault, who looked to have every chance the Godolphin runner uh, last time. I've gone 7-8, and 1. Yeah, I'm with She Dances as well. Hard to tip against. Uh, I thought Wee Nessie was probably the only danger. She comes through some pretty good form races, chasing home after cabin last time out. She's knocking on the door for another win. In for third, Hope at hand. I'll probably have a couple of dollars on her as a bit of a roughie and, and throw her in the exotics. I had something on her in the Redelva last time out. and She was held up a little bit at the top of the straight at a bit of a key stage. Yeah, she may have finished a little bit closer. Um, this is no easier, but I think she's going okay. And in for fourth, seven veils who really did hit the line hard there for second in the Redelva. 7, 5, 12 and 8 
For me, we've had your best and value, Carl. Your best is race eight, number seven, She Dances. Your value is race six, number six, Dynasties. Uh, my value is Ruthless Dame, race seven, number 13. And my best is race two, number four, Typhoon Harmony, also in at Sandown, uh, where I've got him as second pick. But if he lines up here, I just think it's the right race. Uh, I was with him the other day and there was a big market push for him. He just loomed into it and couldn't quite get past the winner there at Mornington, but it was a good return to form. And I think he's struck the right race here. So I'd be surprised if they didn't come to Adelaide with Craig Williams to ride. Uh, we will continue with the interstate theme and head to Gosford where we, as I said earlier, we have the Gosford Cup and we also have the Coast, uh, which is a fairly new race worth half a million dollars. In fact, I think we've only had a couple of runnings of it and we've also got the takeover target. But we'll kick off with the first of the black type races and it is the takeover target, race seven, uh, sprint race over 1,200, listed event and interesting race this because think about it is a real talent. Um, no doubt he, he's heading towards Queensland, but you'd have to think he's a little bit vulnerable with 58 and gate 13. Carl, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I always, well, it, it's, a, it's a costly sort of theory, but whenever I see top weights and outside barriers, um, I tend to think, well, they've been doubly handicapped. Uh, and, and think it over, just might find a couple sharper on this occasion. I've got Fox Fiber on top. I was impressed by uh, his uh, closing effort last time, uh, and that was at Hawkesbury when he finished fourth behind Malkovich. Uh, really hit the line strongly. Stays low in the weights with Tyler Schiller aboard. And with some good pace on in this race, uh, Fox Fiber can get home over the top late. Clemenceau, uh, there'll be plenty of punters uh, giving him another chance in the weekend. He's uh, won five from 11, but in some respects, he is a bit maligned. But, uh, uh, you know, he's run top three, 10 of 11 starts. So he, he's not that far away that often. Uh, he, he goes in the mix. For third, I'm putting in number f- uh, one, think about it. And then for fourth, number three, Bacchanalia. I've gone 11, 8, 1 and 3. Yeah, I left think about it on top. I just A good horse, he might just be able to get himself out of trouble and, and, and be a bit too good. But I'll be having something on Zathus. I think $21 is, uh, is big odds for him. I thought he was pretty good first up, holding his ground there at Hawkesbury in a race of not much change. This is sort of his level. A um, bit fitter for that. I didn't think he warranted being 20 to 1. In for third, Clemenceau. I think he's the other big winning threat. They've kept him fresh six weeks since that run in the Star Kingdom. Both his runs have been very good in races that haven't really been set up for him. Um, So he's going well and he can certainly win. And I threw in for fourth, a bit of a roughie, number 14, or Deck, because I'm a fan of hers. I, I didn't like her in the provincial championship. I don't think she runs 1,400 and that together with the heavy eight proved the case. But Back in trip, home track, uh, with 54 kilos and drawn well. Uh, I think at 40 or 50 to 1, you can throw her into your exotics and you might snare something. Uh, race 8 is the coast, $500,000, over a mile. Uh, we've got a decent spread of weights here, 59 to 52, and plenty of chances, I would have thought, Carl. There are. I think there there's a standout in some respects. Number 5, uh, Palmetto. Um, a really good performance last time to beat the uh, Airborne Estadio Mestaya uh, last start at Hawkesbury. Um, dashed home in, in quite good time. And uh, you certainly won't be getting $16 about um, him this weekend. So I've got him on top ahead of Thalassophile, who's been freshened and trolled okay. 
ahead of a uh, ahead of this weekend, and the the, the most recent run came in the uh, Epona, uh, so bound to get over a, a touch further. But whenever she's racing over the mile, you, you can count on her being uh, competitive at this level. Uh, for third, I'm putting in number one Weewell, who's always thereabouts, and I thought he had his chance last time. And for fourth, I'm putting in number two military expert who uh, was a bit disappointing last time uh, going forward from a wide gate, but uh, uh, capable of better and uh, has a good second up record. I've gone in the coast. I've gone five, three, one and two. Yeah, it is a very competitive race, the coast, but we've landed on the same horse, Carl. I'm with Palmetto as well. As you said, he was quite dominant there winning at Hawkesbury. It was a fast last 600 metres. Uh, I think he's a horse on the way up and dropping down to 53 and a half. He gets his chance to continue to progress. Eight Bellatrix Black, I think, is a good roughie. Uh, she was a good first start in Australia in the Triscay. Went to the Newcastle Stakes. Cross Talk just sort of got a few of his rivals out of their comfort zone there, including her. She then went to the Epona quickly to 1900. Was travelling well on the turn, but the effort was short-lived. They're freshening her up back in trip. She's already had a bit of support at big odds, so I'll be certainly keeping her safe. Three, Thalassophile was very good over this track and trip in the Bell of the Turf back in December. She's had a bit of a fresh and her recent form has been excellent. And one well while, certainly knocking on the door. Barrier three, he'll get his chance, just whether he can carry 59 against some of uh, these lighter weighted rivals. I am with Palmetto, five to beat eight, three and one. Race nine is the Gosford Gold Cup. And the only early scratching we have is Great House. Um, but a bit to play out with scratchings here, Carl. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, on the basis that they all line up, which they won't, I'll go with Lord Admore on top. I've just... Uh, well, he didn't experience the, the the clearest path through the field at Hawkesbury. And that was a, a familiar tale with many runners there at that very uh, competitive Hawkesbury uh, Cup meeting. Uh, his form prior was, was was decent. He wasn't far away behind Cognac to start before and then comes through that very strong Doncaster prelude form line where there's been a few subsequent winners out of that. So got him on top ahead of the stable mate and the horse in the same uh, owner's uh, ownership interest and the colours quality time who I've been on for the whole campaign and uh, I think I've just had enough. So I've, I've just couldn't put him on top anymore, and I've gone with the stable mate. His effort last start at, at Rose Hill was was solid on the heavy track. He had every chance. Um, couldn't make any excuses for him, but another off, honest effort can be expected. The third number eleven Navajo Peak, and fourth number four Lions Roar. I've gone six from eight, eleven, and four. Yeah, very similar numbers. I'm with six and eight as well. The uh, the two go racing horses. Lord Ardmore just got himself into a tricky spot there at Hawkesbury, back and near last on turning in traffic, and he ran on very well. I just think he's ready to win now. Eight quality time. Yeah, he was my best bet last week. Um, he was given every chance by Dylan Gibbons. 59 kilos, and I think he's better away from the, the real heavy stuff. So, you know, I probably will get sucked in and give him one more chance. Um, if I can back both, if odds... Permit it. Four Lions Raw. Uh, he strikes a winnable race now. He hasn't been in winnable races this time in. Uh, when he was on dry ground over this trip back in December, he was unlucky in the Summer Cup and in for fourth. Number seven, Boys d'Argent. Not sure he really handled the valley there first up. Uh, he can certainly improve. Six, eight, four, and seven for me. Uh, Carl, we've covered your best in value. Your best is Lord Ardmore, race nine, number six. Your value is Fox Fighter, race seven, number 11. My best is Palmetto, race eight, number five. 
My value is race five, number 12, Demarque, uh, the French import for Chris Waller. Like his late work at Hawkesbury, James McDonald, he couldn't really build full revs there. Uh, he was sort of always in a bit of traffic, but his last 50 metres was nice work. He's third up now, and he gets to 2,100. Reckon he's ready to uh, turn in a good performance, and there's already been some uh, nice support at decent odds. Uh, the other one I liked was earlier in the day, Matthew Salem, race one, number eight. Uh, not a bad race for the two-year-olds, but I think he's a nice type from the Chris Waller yard. Uh, moving up north further to the Sunshine Coast, where we've got the Hollandale Stakes, as I mentioned earlier, Zaki going for three in a row, but there are quite a few black type races, and we'll kick off with the Phillies in the Gold Coast Bracelet over 1,800, race three. Yeah, the Gold Coast Bracelet, interesting race. I've gone with Wolverine on top, just thought, um, well, got too far back, ridden quite confidently into the home turn but the leader street gossip was just traveling so well to the front end of the field and wasn't for stopping i think wolverine with even luck and maybe a slightly better time ride can turn the tables on street gossip sequestered in for third was a hot favorite in the adrian knox on the basis of that uh, class one victory at hawkesbury where really dashed home in slick time and uh, just didn't produce on the heavy track in the adrian knox so can be an improver off the fresh and looking ahead to the uh, Oaks. And for fourth, I put in number seven, Super Chilled, who finished fourth uh, behind Street Gossip uh, last time. I've gone one, four, ten, and seven. You know, I haven't done a top four for the meeting uh, there this week, but in this race, I was going to have something on number 14, Beautiful Heart, the sister to Hungry Heart. Just sort of looks a bit progressive. Chris Waller, James McDonald, and you're getting 15 or $16. Uh, comes off a maiden win at Hawkesbury. And prior to that, she was runner-up to fall for Cindy. So I had her on top, and I thought Renaissance Woman would be a sharp improver. Uh, so that's probably my two-bet strategy in the bracelet. Race four is the Ken Russell Memorial Classic Group 3 event for the two-year-olds. Yeah, tricky race and, and plenty of dual acceptors. But thankfully, there's there's been a few early scratchings that have made up their minds. I've gone with Horse number 10 here, Influential, who uh, was a runner-up on debut at Warwick Farm in a 1,200-metre race. Uh, Maiden uh, finished uh, in between General Salute and Snapback. Snapback runs in Sydney earlier in the day, so we'll get a guide in those form lines. But they do look solid, trolled up well beforehand. The debut run drew barrier four, settled midfield, came through on the fence and hit the line nicely. Looks a likely type to get over a touch further later in his career. Ahead of number seven, Namesake, who won his debut uh, at Warwick Farm over 1,100 metres a few days earlier. They look the main two for mine. Got 13 Russian Alliance, who's got the real strong Queensland form lines, won her past four starts and was strong at the end of 1,200 last time. And then number three, Rothko uh, for fourth. I've gone 10, 7, 13 and 3. Yeah, no two-bet strategy for me here. I think Influential will be winning. Uh, nice type of colt. His trials were good. He just lacked a bit of sharpness when the leader kicked away or the winner kicked away there at Warwick Farm. But as the race got longer, he got better. Uh, you look, he could be looking for further than 1,200. That's the only knock. But I think he'll be very, very hard to beat. Race five is the Silk Stocking. This is for the Phillies of Mares over 1,400. Tycoon Evie, I know that uh, we've both been sort of tipping her of late and I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. Uh, just got a late check that costed her a, a top three finish in the Hawkesbury Crown. Her most recent win came in the Queensland Winter Carnival last year in the Pam O'Neill. 
And this is just about the right sort of race for her. I, I think she'll get a nice run, settle in the first five from barrier six and, and be hard to beat. Got her ahead of number six, Caitlin, who's had plenty go wrong this campaign, pulled up with an issue first up and then has been caught wide her next two starts. She can be a big improver. Osmos for third, the French import. Um, look, the form lines in France are, are, are reasonable without being sensational. Uh, be curious to see how she fits into the mix. I, I certainly wouldn't be sort of declaring her by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, you've got to respect her in the uh, yard, the Waterhouse, and Bot. And then uh, number nine, SO1. Uh, S on, is it, how do you say that? SO none? I think they go with the S on. S on, sorry. I've heard yeah. a few different, I've heard a few different <laughs> versions. <laughs> I, I, was looking, I was looking for the, uh, the harness sort of run on name there, and it wasn't there, but. Uh, I've got that uh, Marin for fourth. One, six, 13, and nine in race five. Yeah, it'll just be a win bet for me. Tycoon Evie, I think she stands up and wins today. Uh, she should have won first up. Um, and her run the other day was pretty good. She got knocked off balance at the key stage and she batted on really well. So I think she's clearly the one to beat there. Race six is the Gold Coast Guineas. Group three for the three-year-olds over 1,200 cup. Yellow brick in fashion, Lesh, a legend for that to finish in the Magic Minions Guineas, and I think they'll do the same here. Yellow brick for me, uh, shading fashion legend. Oh, I think this horse is probably more suited to the distance and uh, has got a, a, a better turn of foot, but uh, uh, not much between them. Uh, third number 11, Russian Conquest, who is capable first up, and uh, I'm sure next time out to seven uh, furlongs will be even better. And then for fourth, number 12, Lady Laguna, who was rewarded for a string of consistent efforts last time when getting back onto dry grounds. I've gone 2, 1, 11, and 12 in the Guineas. Yeah, I'm going to be backing Midnight in Tokyo at good odds here. I was with her last start, and it was a, a hard watch to see her flash home for fourth. Um, she was just back too far, 1,400 back to the 11, 10. 1,200, sort of right trip, I think, for her. Drawn well. Hopefully, she can just settle a bit closer. She didn't have the rub of the green in a couple of her Sydney runs. So, I think she gets her chance. And, uh, yeah, if you're on the other day like I was at 40s, you can still get that sort of a price today. So, I think she's well worth another each way you go. Race 7 is the AD Hollandale Stakes. Group 2, wait for age level. And Zaki's going to be an odds-on favourite. Uh, Chris Waller's got an army there trying to knock him off, including the mayor at Tissue, who's in great form. And, well, she certainly wouldn't shock if she could uh, upset the favourite. But, Carl, uh, no doubt you're tipping Zaki. Yeah, can't go past Zaki going for the uh, three consecutive wins in the race. Obviously, this era, the new track. But I wouldn't have thought the Sunshine Coast will pose any problems to Zaki. That was a great first-up effort in the all-age when it really uh, tapped into his stamina reserves over the 1,400 metres, and he finished off nicely for second. So I've got him on top from the last year's Zoom and Cup winner, Huita. Um, really nice import that uh, produced a better effort in the JRA plate uh, for third. And then for third in this race, I've got a new mandate, who won well courtesy of the lovely James McDonald ride at Hawkesbury. And for fourth, number 14, the Tissue, the last start group one winner, uh, I've got best of the uh, or the second best of the Waller runners in the field. I've gone Zaki on top one, three, seven, and fourteen. Yeah, Zaki on top for me, but probably just a watch race. Except I, I might have a, a dollar each way on no compromise at fifty to one because he's a he's a funny horse. You, you look at his record and he's he's much better on wet tracks, but geez, run some really good races on dry tracks 
when he's fresh. Um, a couple of preps ago, he was outstanding first up, brilliant sectionals. And again, first up this prep over the mile when runner up behind Banjui really savaged the line. Uh, he was a few five weeks between runs and then pulled up lame in the sky high. So he's fresh again here. I can just see him really attacking the line hard at, at a big price. So he's one for the exotics. Race eight is the Australian Turf Club Trophy. This is a listed race over 1,200. Briganton on top for me. Missed a, a fair chunk of his three-year-old season, but uh, form last campaign uh, was, was, was good. It started with a victory at Randwick over the 1,200 metres on a soft track, getting back from a wide gate and finishing home over the top of the stablemate Larkspur run with Never Talk in third. String of competitive efforts subsequent to that has trolled up well uh, recently with uh, two top four finishes at Randwick. And I just think the handicap has been beaten here just uh, with 55 and a half kilos. So I've got Brigantine on top to beat uh, Palisapan number two, uh, who has got a, a lovely uh, record second up. Uh, for third, I've put in number 14, Juan Diva. And for fourth, number five, Far Too Easy, the uh, Kosciuszko runner-up. I've gone 13, 2, 14 and 5. Yeah, I'm with Brigantine as well. James McDonald could have a big day. Uh, he's just going to need a, a little bit of luck from the gate. But, yeah, he's a good horse, and this is the right sort of race. I, I wanted to have a saver on Juan Diva, but they still haven't booked a jockey, so they might not be heading there. She'd accept, she was nommed for Gosford, um, but they didn't accept there, which sort of had me thinking they were definitely heading north. But uh, if uh, if we're on dry ground, she can be a big improver. You can ignore that run at Hawkesbury. She got back and, and just never never played a part, but she's better than that. Uh, that is the black type action done and dusted at the Sunshine Coast. Uh, Carl, your value bet is Brigantine, race eight, number 13. But tell us about your best. It's in the last. Yeah, Russo, third up from a spell. Um, got back and found the line nicely over 13.50, went fourth. And then last time, stepping up to the mile at Doom, and they went slow. And gee, it was a, it was a good thing beaten. Just went to the line untested, finishing uh, on the heels of the place getters and was just bursting for a run. Sets up similarly here, uh, no tempo, but uh, the widest spaces of uh, the Sunshine Coast should allow Russo to hopefully get a gap in the straight. And I think Russo is the sort of horse that probably does appreciate a slow tempo to, to be uh, able to zap him for a turn of foot uh, over this sort of trip. So, uh, you know, you'll have your heart in mouth, but fingers crossed that Russo gets the gaps late. All right, well, we'll come back south and check out the Sandown Hillside program. There is no black type action, uh, so we'll just get stuck straight into our best bets. Uh, my best for Sandown is Wolflands. Race four, number seven, taking on unflinching. Uh, well, I've got in for second, certainly hard to beat, but uh, Wolflands did a bit tough first up. Well, Strip Fitter has been back. Outs jumped out nicely. Uh, good horse on soft ground, I think, uh, with the light weight. will be very hard to beat. And my value... Odds. Uh, there could be a couple of scratchings, but race five, number eight, Flash Mary. Uh, the former Kiwi with good wet track credential. She was very good first up, I thought. Over-raced a touch on speed and stuck on well. And then the drying ground and a bit more pressure at Mornington. Uh, that was a clear forgive run for mine. And I thought she was way over the odds at $41. Uh, Carl, what was your best and value? You're waiting until yeah. uh, the back end of the program. Yeah, the, the, when the track will be very much chewed up. The weather forecast for this sad day is terrible. It's 13 degrees, it's showers, it's, it's, it's going to be 
it's going to be Arctic out there at Sandown Hillside. So don't expect a, a big crowd or, or a track that's probably uh, anything other than heavy. And on that basis, I've got uh, Pachiro. Race nine, number three, is my best bet. Uh, unlucky first up, was working his way into the finish, but he just was held up from the 300 to the 150 and went to the line uh, pretty much untested, I suppose. The, the race was effectively over, and, and uh, Tommy Stockdale was kind to him in finishing ninth. Uh, and uh, I think he can be a big improver second up. He's only had one run on heavy, and he ran fourth at Caulfield, and it was a decent run, and on evidence of his last run, he can get through the ground if it's severely rain-affected. My value bet comes up in the race prior. It's race eight, number 11, Flash Feeling, who finished just ahead of Pachero in that same race, and uh, that was an eye-catching first-up run over the 1,400 metres. He steps up to the mile. He's a Melbourne Cup Carnival winner over 2,000 metres, so no doubt will be further improved into this campaign. But I just think on the light weight, with John McNeil aboard, can run a really cheeky race and uh, then start to string the wins together this campaign. The only other horse I'll mention just quickly is race seven, number three, Normandy Bridge. Maybe can't knock off Globe, but certainly worth an each-way ticket at the price. All right. Uh, racing in the West on Saturday is at Ascot. We don't have any black type action. Uh, our man in the West, Greg Hooper, reckons you can get your turkey early. His value bet's in the opening race, the two-year-olds. He likes the first starter called Mass Immune from the McAuliffe stable. Chris Parnham to ride. Uh, this bloke is a son of Universal Ruler. He's coming off a second in a Belmont trial on April 24. And Hoops' best bet is the unbeaten Rear Admiral, race two, number two. Three from three, this guy. We haven't seen him since mm-hmm. December. Uh, but he looks pretty talented, and uh, all things being equal, he can make it four from four. Racing across the Tasman on Saturday is at Tarapa and Rickerton. My best at Tarapa is Bourbon Chic, race nine, number eight. Uh, listeners may remember that uh, she was my value bet last week, and she was buried three back the fence and never really got tested at all uh, at Tarapa. So on the quick backup, off a pretty soft run. I think she's well worth another chance. And my value bet is Salt Coats, race six, number three. Son of Ard Rosson, sat back last and over-raced. Uh, took a while to settle, but finished off really well for second behind a handy winner. Uh, will be better for that debut run and I think can knock off the favourite. And at Rickerton, my best is La Bella Nera, race six, number 13. An in-form, on-pace Sprinting Philly that should take plenty of catching again. And race seven, number 14, Unusual Countess is my value. She won the two-year-old race this day a couple of years ago at Rickerton. Around this time last year, she was placed in a stakes race at Rickerton. So travelling down from the north, no problems for her. And down in the weights, I reckon she can run well in the uh, listed... Well, there's another Easter stakes about three or four weeks after Easter. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I don't they're know what running out of most names, I reckon. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that's my thoughts on New Zealand for Saturday. Uh, that just about takes us out. But of course, we do have our lazy lobster. Well, Carl, oh. last week um, you went ten each way a Marty, which was uh, no, no good. But uh, playing. Playing through the V fared me well with App and Girl getting up, and uh, yeah, we got a, a bit of a profit with her. I'm going to stick to that theory. Uh, I think this bloke will be a little bit better odds than App and Girl, but I guess it depends on what the scratchings are. But I'm going to the two year old feature at the Sunshine Coast. I'll have my 20 for a win on Influential. He's around $4.50 now. Uh, I tossed up between him or Tycoon and Evie, but I think he will win. Race four, number 10. Carl, what's your best? Yeah, and I'll, 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 
lower my expectations here and I'll just take the overs I reckon on uh, Morpheville race eight number seven she dances around about 380 370 I think is a, a, a very very good price so uh, let's cheer her home in the uh, the uh, Tobin Bruns on Saturday excellent well there you are listeners hopefully we found you plenty of winners don't forget to get out there and pick up your winning post we've got everything covered Friday through till Monday of course it's Wagga Cup Day on Friday there could be a stack of scratchings from that race but uh, nevertheless it should be one to watch out for Uh, we will be back next week with the preview podcast